This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Uh, yep, you sound good. Billy, go ahead. Can I get a level check? Yep. Uh, check. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, good. We all sound... I mean, I don't know how I sound. I won't know how I sound to tell. I mean, you sound mm-hmm. fine to me. You sound All right, fabulous. Alright, thank you. Well, <clears throat> hello, sirs. How is everybody? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, yeah, before we get started, I just want to say you know, thanks again for having me. I absolutely appreciate it. Oh, we we we, we uh, love having you on, Jake. Oh, um, yeah. it was a good time last time. Uh, Absolutely, was. I'm going to try uh, this podcast. I'm going to try uh, to control my laugh a little bit. Why did you think? Did it get out of hand last time? Oh, it got. I thought it got way out of hand last time. Oh, I don't know. No, I mean, no, totally, Jake. It's one of those things where only I would notice it. Everyone else right? was fine. I think everybody oh. has that kind of thing, though, where they hear themselves back later, and they're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or I sound weird when I do that. 100%. That, that is totally me. Um, well, I I typically don't. I love listening to my, like, when I would when we would do his, uh, Billy's old podcast, I would, and I was a frequent guest, I would always listen to my episodes, because I think I'm a funny motherfucker. Um, but when we started doing this, I used to get real annoyed with like the, how the quality sounded to me. Like I was always like real upset with how I sounded, but recently I've started listening to like old Mark Marin episodes. His audio is atrocious (laughs) and he, and he's like one of the most popular podcasters. So I was like, Oh, I guess our audio is not that bad. Yeah. There are some that I've listened to that have a. No, okay listenership you know they're not like super popular but they're not like the least popular podcasts and sometimes they have ones where i'm like oh this they really didn't care about how this sounded so yeah i try not to you know I mean, for the most part i think we sound fine uh every now and then we might have an episode where like there's like a little issue but I've, we've never had an episode where i thought it was so distracting where like i can't listen to this you know yeah, I literally just okay. had to stop one one of the Mark Marin ones. The the audio, so I was like, "Wow, this is too much for me." What, what was it like? Was there a lot of static in the background? Did his voice sound weird? What was it? No, I think it's. I think it was that um, he probably was just recording um, uh, live in a room not built for recording, and okay. probably didn't have the best mic set up, and so it just. It sounds like at the same time like hollow, but like also like there's like a lot of like ambient like echo almost. Yeah, like echo and like some other like noise in the background. But um, yeah, so I don't know. That was a weird. That was a weird divergent. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's uh, in this episode we talk about Mark Marin. <laughs> You guys see Glow? Who who uh, who does great <laughs> interviews, by the way? No, uh, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about Falcon Winter Soldier episode three. Perfect. I I, did, I was able to watch it, by the way. So nice. We're all, well, I'm good. All caught up. We're good to go. <laughs> well, good because we're about to spoiler it. <laughs> Perfect. So I guess right now we're just telling everyone spoiler spoiler alert, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've been warned. Zemo dies. Wait, what? No, I um, think uh, uh, Hot Blonde Sharon, she's bad. Yeah. 
You think you think oh, she's the no. power broker? You think she's the power I, I broker? Don't, or are you I don't just, know if she's the power broker. I just think she's she's a, a a villain, some sort of villain. A villain. You think? Just so we're clear, you think Peggy Carter, founder of Shield's niece, has somehow become a super villain? Yes. Okay, just checking. Um, my minus the super. Gotcha. Just a regular villain. Just a regular villain. Actually, she might have taken some villain. of the serum herself. We'll we'll see. You think? I mean, I, I don't know. That's you know the, the she kind of came out of nowhere and then she like severely kicked ass for twenty minutes, which I didn't think she could do. But you know, whatever. And then that last scene at the very end, where she hops in that car and she talks to that you know her driver, and she's like, "Things don't look good." Kind of sounded like you know they're onto us. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like she's playing the field and she might be a little bit of a villain. Well, I definitely, uh, definitely am intrigued by how her storyline ended this episode. I, I, I am as well. I, I was honestly never expecting to see that uh, character again. Well, I, I'm really interested to see pretty much where any, most of the characters are going to end up. Because it, it is, that's one thing that, about the show is I can't really say for certain what's going to happen with most of these characters by the end of it, you know? I agree. I want to know, uh, Zemo, why did he shoot the serum creator guy at the very end? Because he doesn't want anybody to have that knowledge. Okay, so except for himself? No, he doesn't want, he doesn't think anybody should have that knowledge. He doesn't have it. He just knows um, the, the, the lines to activate. Well, yeah, he was. Well, he tracked down the super serum uh, program, the super soldier program through Hydra in um, Captain America: Civil War, and right. uh, and and if you remember, when he got to where the Winter Soldier program was, he executed all of the, the yeah. super soldiers because he doesn't want he doesn't want uh, people to be super soldiers. You know, yeah, he, I think he said he doesn't want like another Avengers team. Yeah, exactly, and so that's why he got rid of. My, that's my that. guess. My guess is that he's eliminating anybody who would have that knowledge. As Do you an think he's it. more of a good guy or more of a bad guy? No, he's he's a hundred percent bad guy. Yeah, I, I I guess the only thing that wouldn't surprise me too much about he, his character is if it turned out that he's the broker. What's it, what are they? What's it called? The sh- not, not the, the power shadow broker. broker right? Power oh. broker. Yeah. No, the shadow broker. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, make me laugh. Don't do it. One we'll thing. Try. So, I, I, was I the only one bothered by this? This is kind of, I, I maybe I missed the explanation. Why does he? Why did he wear the mask? No, it when he yeah. uh, when he when they when he goes to uh, his wherever his uh, barrenness has stuff. It's just right. something that's in the car and no explanation. Yeah. He just, he clearly has some bond with it because he looked at it fondly before tucking it away. Well, no. And then he put it, he killed, shot the guy and then, you know, everything blows up. He disappears for a second, puts it on, kills the people, and then shows up again. Yeah. And Tan has it off that time. And I'm like, yeah. so what's the significance of this mask? Why is he doing that? Because I hope there's some explanation because that's a weird thing to do and then just never I, talk about it. Like, oh, yeah, he, just does, he does that same. now. And it looks like, uh, what What are the? what's the evil group called? Uh, like Flag Smashers. Flag, Stomp- 
flag smashers. I feel like the his mask looked very similar to those. Like he could be like the leader of them. I mean, he or, could be involved somehow. I don't know. I, it's a part of me kind of hopes know. that's not the case. I really like it when there's a a lot of different characters that are involved in the plot going on but not directly involved somehow but it all kind of comes together by the end of the story like i i think that would be a lot more fun than like he was behind it the whole time like, yeah that, that's true i, I, I want to know what uh isaiah's deal is if he's going to be a bigger part of the story or if that was kind of the end of him I i'm hope, sure he's gonna be back he's gotta be i hope we that's get way least... too interesting to just leave hanging yeah i hope we get at least one more scene between him and um sam at the very least. Otherwise, I will be disappointed. That's um, what do you... the most interesting like relationship that I want to see. And I know that's not yeah. really a relationship, but I want to see that go somewhere and see it what should... happens with it. It should be a relationship. Can, can I tell you all what my favorite part of the show is thus far? Yeah, go ahead. No, so don't. At the, <laughs> at the very end of episode one, you know, it's saying... Uh, Sam's watching the news and saying, you know, we need a new hero. We need someone to step up and, you know, represent us and fight for us. And, you know, in the back of my mind, uh, I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be Sam. He's going to step up. And the camera pants, the new Captain America with that stupid ass grin on his face. <laughs> and all you want to do is just just punch him. You hate him. <laughs> and then, you know, that ends that week where you absolutely hate him. And then it starts the next week and you like kind of fall in love with this new character or not fall in love with him, but you, you enjoy his character and you appreciate him because he doesn't necessarily want to be where he is. He's just kind of trying to do the best, uh, you know, what's best for the people. And so you kind of go from hating him to kind of liking him. Uh, I still that. don't know that I like him, but I think that's because I don't trust him. Uh, there's something about him that's just off-putting to me. And I especially got that in this episode when he did that, the guy spit in his face. He was like, you know who I am? Like that moment, I was like, oh man, fuck that guy. Like, I mean, yeah. like I, anybody that says that immediately is a bad guy. <laughs> I think he's letting the Captain America get to his head. I think by the end of the show, he will be a good guy and will him and his partner will partner with Sam and uh, Bucky by the end of the show. I bet. I disagree. I, if he doesn't, if his friend doesn't turn on him because he goes too far, then uh, he'll ultimately be taken out by uh, Sam and Bucky. I mean, um, do you think there's absolutely any chance that he's the uh, power broker? No, I. He, they're looking for the serum. I don't yeah. think they're. He's he's been too busy being an American soldier to be some like elusive power broker. I don't know who the power broker could be. I I think it might be somebody we don't we don't know entirely at all. You know, I bet that's it is. that's uh, that's my that was my next question is if I, you think we've even met the character. I I mean, if I, I'm telling you guys right now, I'm calling it Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards is going to oh be the God. power broker. This guy. It's God. everybody's going to be shocked. <laughs> I. I don't, I'm kind of, I don't know about all these Fantastic Four theories because I feel like all the Fantastic Four movies I've seen have absolutely not been my favorite. No, yeah, no, the, the movies have been bad. They have not done well with the movies. Um, right. And so, but they are Marvel's they first family. That is, that is true. I just hope they um, don't bring it back and it butchers everything. No, they'll, 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 they're bringing them back. We just don't know when or how because... Um, 
who was it? Rumor, wasn't it Keanu's rumor to want to play? Or no, the rumor is Christopher Nolan wants to do Silver Surfer or something like that. Uh, I have not heard. I have not heard that rumor. Yeah, man, I was like a. a Are you starting ago. that now? Yeah, starting like, it I now. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. That, uh... Um, no. Uh, speaking of rumors, this isn't a rumor, but my idea. I don't know if you heard this throwaway line from Zemo when he's talking about um, uh, Sokovia was uh, um, absorbed by its neighboring country, and then he asks if either of them have been to the memorial. And he goes, I didn't think so, or uh, something like that. Yeah, toward the end of the episode. I, yeah. I, I remember that. I think Latveria will be the country that absorbed Sokovia. And that's a low-key introduction of Doom. Doom! That would be a good way to do it. Like, don't uh, bring in the character, just have say? that be a thing. Uh, I Do you know who Dr. Doom is, Jake? I... He was one of the villains in Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, he's the main. The guy, he's their main the guy, adversary. He's like the villain. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of remember him. Yeah. Well, his his origin is that he's the leader of a like of a like middle European country called Latveria, and that makes him like one of the more interesting characters because like like Black Panther, he's royalty, so you can't. And he's, you know, like he's a supervillain, so you can't just like, he's a world power and a leader. You can't just like treat him like a regular supervillain. No, I understand. He, he's and like so, he's like the bad guy from Lethal Weapon Two. Diplomatic community. Yeah. Do you think any chance he's the power broker? I I was thinking maybe, but like I don't. I think that's beneath his character in okay. if this is before sort of his origin as Dr. Doom and he's just the leader of this country who's super smart and then we'll get the Fantastic Four and uh then he'll sort of take his evil bend. I so I don't think I was I don't think it's him. But I okay. kinda of for a split second I was like, well maybe it could be, but then I, the more I thought about it, then it, I don't think it's him. It, okay, so who who was it at the very end of this episode? Uh, the Wakanda chick. Yeah, she's just uh, uh, she's just one of the somebody in in Wakanda's um, uh, secret service, probably kind of like so I, uh, Lapita's character in the first Black right. Panther. I, uh, I I I was throwing a curveball on that one. I was not expecting that at all. Uh, what do you think she's doing? What do you think her purpose is? Oh, I, I think she's there to kill Zemo. Whether or not, uh, whether or not Bucky is was is doing something for them, or that's or his plan in breaking Zemo out. He knew Zemo was is probably plotting something, and the Wakandans are his backstop. So he's there. He's either being used by them to get to Zemo, or he's essentially using them as a backstop to prevent Zemo from uh, doing getting away and doing more damage than he's gonna do. Uh, yeah, I just want to know what Zemo's plan there. So I feel like he might be the big bad in this season. I think his plan is to get away, just disappear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do hope there's a little bit more to it than that. 
uh, just because I think that would be fun for I like the character. But I don't it, it it'll be really hard to make a good convincing story for how he's involved if he is involved somehow because the whole situation of like there's no way he would have been able to plan like and then they'll they'll come visit me in the prison and help break me out like yeah. you know I I thought that scene was pretty cool though that um, was a good scene yeah how, how he's describing it to Sam then Zemo shows up in the background I thought that was cool yeah I did like what how do, they did that what, what do you all think of Sam and Bucky's relationship I like uh, it yeah I've been a fan since uh, since uh, uh, Civil War when. Or I mean, uh, Winter Soldier. No, it was it Civil War when he wouldn't he wouldn't move the seat up? That was it's Civil callback. War, yeah. Yeah, Civil War. Because uh, that was when they that, first started. That yeah, that's from. Yeah, that's a callback to Civil War because uh, uh, Sam wouldn't move his seat up for Bucky. That's so fun. <laughs> that's hilarious. Because I, I, I just watched Civil War a few nights ago, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But when I saw that scene today, I I, I knew something about it, but it didn't click until now yeah um yeah so all in all really enjoying this uh first uh first three episodes of winter soldier or what do you think of uh wandavision (laughs) oh absolutely loved it uh really yeah absolutely loved it did you not like it i didn't dislike it i just thought like every episode is 50 50 for me every episode was either a great episode or super cheesy in a way that i didn't really like and i, I get that you. some of those episodes that's what they were going for brady bunch cheesiness like that but i i i, I don't know I, I i didn't really enjoy those episodes but i did think the overall story was super cool and i really really liked visions the two visions uh talk about the ship of theseus i thought yeah. that was awesome yeah that was really good the only thing, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of sad though because there's not going to be a second season like that. That is it for her, or for for that show at least. Um, yeah, but not for those characters. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, White Vision, and um, yeah, so and they'll do she, something. Especially that show and is way too popular for them not to do something. Like and she's now. clearly got to go get her kids, so we don't know where that's going to pop at, oh, up at. Yo, I I forgot. I've heard. The sickest theory, Nate, and I've been meaning to ask you about it. Right, that, go that ahead. Slipped my mind. Uh, the three Spider-Mans all in one up season or uh, movie. One movie, yeah, that's the rumor. The rumor. I, know, uh, I mean, if you for Doctor Strange, right? No, for Spider-Man. Um, so, wait, what? What comes next? The next Spider-Man or Doctor Strange? Uh, they're. I think Spider-Man because they're filming that. Now they've been filming that, and I don't think they've started Doctor Strange two yet. Okay, because I thought it was going to be for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, since there's so many you know multiple universes that that's when all three Spider Man would come in. But you're well, thinking it'd be before that? Yeah, because Doctor Strange appears in Spider Man. How do you know that? Uh, they announced it. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, right. I'm not. I didn't make that up, right, Billy? No, I think you're right. I, I okay. Or maybe I'm just. Yeah, that like th- that sounds right. Yeah, th- I mean they've announced so many people. Like Daredevil's going to be in it, but we don't know if he's going to be just Daredevil or, or I mean if he's going to be just Matt Murdock or if he will also be Daredevil. Um, but if he's ru- just Charlie Cox and people are like just, just <laughs> getting just excited like, right now, they're like, oh wait, and just he was like, a totally different character. Just no. Or what if he's just randomly in just some scene? An actor Charlie Cox is here. Like there's some like movie premiere that gets attacked by like the Green Goblin. 
They try and talk to him, like they get cut off. Like, man, you were great in that TV show. It was a big hit on Netflix, you know. The, and then they get cut off, or they can say what it is. <laughs> like a, a pumpkin bomb comes in and explodes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, you're right. I just I just looked it up. The Spider Man. I think is it called No Way Home or is that No Way Home? Yeah, now? which yeah, is it says, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. The top cast is Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I think I'm really curious to see how that's going to work. Cause I thought Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was like borderline trash. Um, so um, that curious, first but one was okay. But yeah, that second one, that was hard to sit through. Uh, like extremely hard to sit through. And so, but I didn't mind him as Spider-Man per se. So yeah. I think it will be interesting. Their dynamic with all three of them. Um, I think that's so awesome that they're doing that. Yeah, it's going to be crazy because we know Jamie Foxx is in it. We know Doctor Strange is in it. We know Dare. We we assume Daredevil. Wait, who's, or, who's Jamie Foxx's character? Uh, Electro, but we don't know if it's a new Electro or if it's the old Electro. We don't know exactly how it's going to be. He says he's not going to be blue. Uh, yeah, we don't. We really have Alfred Molina, who's I was gonna not say, dead. Alfred Molina, I think, is in it. Who is not dead is also coming back. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, uh, was that a rumor was that another no rumor you don't tried you, to start? <laughs> no don't you remember when i was like ah it's a shame they can't bring alfred molina back because he's dead and you're like you guys were both like i think it was charlie you're like he's not dead i'm like i vaguely remember apologies to alfred molina's family i can't i look, i can't keep up with all the crazy things that you say and how dare like, you um speaking of crazy <laughs> things would you guys like to hear my thoughts and feelings on godzilla vs kong I yet, so you don't want to wait? Yes, so I, I I got halfway through it and then uh, I had to turn it off to go do something. So, but yes, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. I, I mean, I won't go too in depth, but I don't like it. Yeah, no the the first half I saw was kind of ridiculous. I, I'm never I've never been a fan of like those big monster battle type movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you know it came out to HBO and it's a free watch, I gave it a go. And yeah, yeah. I just. Yeah, no, nothing changed. Um, all the all the monkey lizard actions great. There's a bit um, in the middle, literally. Uh, that's really great. Um, the humans are amongst the most irredeemable characters I've ever seen on film that were not meant to be irredeemable. Like in there will be blood that movie. There's no irredeemable characters, but it's meant to be that way. If you have a milkshake and I have a straw, there it is. That's a straw. Watch it. My straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. This is ju- everybody. Every human, with the exception of the child, is a terrible human and deserves to have been put to death violently in this movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, <laughs> and also, honestly, after after everything the last four years in January 6th and QAnon, anytime a movie has a conspiracy theory character and rewards them, 
I'm out on that movie. That's not a trope I'm going to be playing into anymore. And the fact that they have three characters and it ends in one of the most ridiculous uh, manners uh, was that was really my least favorite part about the end fight. Um, uh, did Kong and Godzilla just hug it out and peace out afterwards? <laughs> no, they, I wish they would have hugged it out and peaced out and went like tralalaing, like hand in hand, like skipping. <laughs> I will say, uh, for our loyal listeners, I said I only wanted one thing out of this movie, and I did get it. Um, uh, but that's all I'll say for those who Wait, haven't watched it. You said you wanted oh. one thing, but you just said you didn't. You you didn't like it though. You said you wanted. You only wanted one thing. Obviously, you wanted more than one thing. No, I, I yeah, I wanted a much better movie than this. But I <laughs> I wanted one thing. I wanted one thing out of the monkey lizard fight, and I got the one thing I wanted. Okay. Really? Oh, I want to now. I gotta watch it or finish it so I can, we can talk about this now. I'm yeah, glad, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch it this weekend. Uh, Have you picked up HBO Max then? I haven't. No, not yet. No. I will uh, probably tomorrow. Yeah, I, I well, got maybe, it. You know what? Maybe even tonight. That's not a bad idea. I should do that tonight, and then maybe Liz and I can watch it. Because I know I, need, I just need to get it this you know week. Because I gotta watch the Snyder Cut so we can talk about it next week. Oh yeah, that's right. Nate, have you seen the Snyder Cut? Yeah. We're going to talk about I it next week. It yeah, I'm watching right, we'll, it. We'll talk, we'll talk about it then. It's, it's, make sure you reserve a lot of time to watch it. Oh, yeah. I've oh, already yeah. watched it. He, yeah, he knows he'll need four I think hours. I, I, I think I'm going to have to watch it uh, in, sessions. On, in multiple sittings. Yeah. Oh, no. It, it took me like three or four days to finish it. But it was yeah. kind of, it was like, it was fun. I don't know. I liked it. Um. What do y'all um, think about the new Mortal Kombat movie coming out? I actually think it looks kind of tight. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, really excited about it. Yeah, I'm super pumped for it. Yeah, that, was, that was my reason yeah, for getting really... HBO Max. Uh, I was like, that's the one thing I want to get to watch. Because, I mean, I do want to. I'll, I'll watch Kong vs. Godzilla. I'm like, eh, you know, and I don't know. I, no, I none of those Wonder movies Woman recently have watch. really gotten my. I've heard that. A lot of people have said that. And what? I said what? The things that I've yeah. heard. About Wonder Woman eighty four yeah, being terrible. Oh yeah, it is. It's not good. What Wonder no, Woman's I, a I, rapist? I what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? She fucked Steve Trevor in that movie, and Steve Trevor's in some other guy's body. That guy didn't give consent to have sex with Wonder oh, Woman. She raped that guy. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I am excited about Mortal Kombat. I've never, I've never really played the games, and honestly, when my buddy sent me the trailer, I didn't know what to think about it. But it actually does look dope, and I'm very excited to watch it. The fact I've, that it's free and I can watch it at home, awesome. I've heard the violence pushes the uh, NC-17 um, pushes the up to the edge of NC-17 rating. Like I'm it's just an- curious. I mean, I don't think that it's going to be nothing but blood and guts the entire movie. I think. Which it should be for a Mortal Kombat movie. Oh no, I, absolutely. I'm, yeah, it would be interesting to. I'm I'm curious how how it unfolds. Like, what the plot like? Will the plot be whoever wins, and you know, it's it's over, game over, or is it? You know, it, I, I, yeah, I just have no idea where they're going to go with it. Well, I mean, it, it, there's so many storylines that they could do from the games that it. Who knows what they? You know, I mean, you. you Mortal Kombat never ends. There's always going to be a Mortal Kombat. Um, 
do you do you know what I would do if I was the director of this movie? What? I would definitely push the violence as far as I could push it on the rating scale, but then come the DVD, I would release like a G version and instead of fatalities it'd be all babalities. That would actually be pretty good. Then you could just watch it with your kids. Just like I want to introduce you to something I mean, that's I, my favorite, Mortal Kombat. But then it's just like the G-rated version of it. But but then that's not Mortal Kombat anymore. That's that's like Karate Kid. No, it's still Mortal Kombat. It's just it's just it's it's mortal. We're not gonna kill anybody. Well, I know, I know, but I just I can't imagine a G-rated Mortal Kombat. Have you never? So you, yeah, you said you never played it. You, do you know about Babalities and what was the other one? Oh Friend, no, I, friendships. friendships. What's a, no, what's the Babality? It was, it was just like baby fatalities. Like you weren't, they weren't like fatalities. They were just like they like got turned into babies. It was yeah. Weird. Oh, and then no, there were friendship so ones They too. made the video game G-rated for yeah. people. No, it was just like instead of doing fatality, there would be a code that would give you a friendship outcome or like a baby outcome. And I can't, they don't, they don't still do that. It was like, a, it was only for like a handful of uh, ones in the early 2000s, I think. That is quite bizarre. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Any, when, I, go, I, ahead. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's just, <laughs> you, you go first. No, 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 no. You, I was just going to transition to why we have you on to talk today. So go ahead and start with whatever you were going to ask. Uh, I was just going to go into Mandalorian a little bit, but we could oh, yeah, be no. stuck there for a while. Yeah, no, go ahead. What do you no, want to talk I about just, the Mandalorian? No, I, I just thought it was I thought it was such an awesome show, especially that second season. But the main thing I'm worried about is, like, is the story done now with them? You know, what no. are they going to do for the third season? Is it only going to be Boba Fett, you know? How, how does that work? I finally got emotionally connected to, uh, uh, you know, the Mandalorian and Grogu. Now that they're separated, you know, I, I, I'm a little worried about what's what's to come next. Well, Boba Fett's show is a completely uh, independent show from the Mandalorian. It's going to be, um, it's going to air before the Mandalorian show uh, comes out. Um, and then the Mandalorian is, uh, presumably on his own, though some suspect that, uh, Grogu won't take to the training and will somehow make his way back to, uh, the Mandalorian. We don't know. And then obviously there's going to be an Ahsoka Tano show. And there's supposed to be another show called New Rangers of the Republic or something like that. And, like, all of them are supposed to have, like, a season finale-style event that, like, they all come together or something along those lines. Are they all going to be directed by Jon Favreau? Well, no, he didn't direct all of them. He's just the EP on them. I think he only directed maybe... It'd be funny if there's like a producer at Disney that was like, I want to kill Jon Favreau, but I can't make it look like I want him dead. I know. Wait, I'm gonna work I him thought to he death. was like the genius <laughs> behind it all. You thought what? I thought Jon Favreau was the genius behind everything. Well, him and Dave uh, Filoni are. Dave Filoni was the main guy behind the Star Wars cartoons, Clone Wars, and Rebels. 
and um, and so they're the main two executive producers. But each episode has pretty much been directed by someone new, um, like oh, cool. uh, like Ron Howard's daughters directed two of the episodes. Um, uh, uh, Taika Waititi didn't he direct one of the yeah, episodes? Yeah, yeah, I love Taika Waititi. He's great. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, remember he was the robot, the IG robot. To nurse and protect. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember that. That is, that's funny. Or was that Richard Iowati who was that robot? Don't worry, Mandalorian. My response time is quicker than organics, and I'm smarter too. I'm almost positive it was Taika Waititi. I, I don't remember who the robot was. Um. Anyways, so yeah, no. Uh, uh, we don't really know yet what the storyline is for the Mandalorian. Um. But. Yeah, he's got he's coming back in his own show. Whether Grogu comes back, we don't know. I know, and that's what I'm saying. If he comes back without Grogu, that's it's going to be sad. Um, yeah, I I will say that Grogu not coming back and Grogu living his entire life with Luke at the Jedi Temple, only to be killed by Kylo Ren, is the only reason I would understand Luke attempting to kill his nephew. All other reasons are invalid. Huh. Yeah, but what if? No, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> All right, but let's uh, let's hop to it. The main reason we have uh, Jake on is to once again talk about his book, The Green Anole. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, it actually has a new title now. Oh, it has a new title. So first, let's catch everybody up. You wrote this book. You self-published the book. And then yep. you, how did you get with the publisher? Yeah, so uh, pretty much it's very similar to when you apply for jobs, right? When you apply for a job, you have a resume, you have a cover letter, and you reach out to you know whatever job you, you want. And then hopefully they email you back saying, you know, yes. Uh, same thing uh, with books and publishing houses and uh, agents. So when I, uh, you know, wrote Secret of the Green Knoll, self-published it, you know, that was kind of step one. I always kind of wanted to go the traditional route and have a publishing house backing me just so I have more marketing capabilities and sales tactics and just have a team of people helping me out. And uh, so I, you know, submitted the Seeker of the Green and Old, uh, turned it into, you know, like a one page synopsis, uh, kind of a resume stealer. And then I sent it out to a bunch of publishing houses and uh, eventually the one I'm with got back to me and said, they said, Hey, we actually really, really like this concept. And, you know, for your first book, it's not bad. We see you have talent. We'd like to take you under our wing and uh, kind of make this book our own. Uh, so I said, you know what, that, that sounds great. So I, we probably ditched 70% of it. Then I wrote a, a new 70% plus some. Um, and since we changed it so much, that's why we thought it'd be a good idea to give it a new title as well. And also, so when people buy it, that they don't feel like they're buying the same thing if it's the same title. Interesting. Uh, and what's the new title? The new title, it'll be called Non-Elective Murder. Non-Elective Murder. I like that. Correct. Oh, Home is where it. the cadaver heart is. As opposed to the elective murder. Can I get a murder, please? Just yeah. one. Just the one murder, please. Just, Thank just you. One. Yeah. Nah, yeah. you know, it's been it's been a good run. I've had a good run. I'd just like to be murdered, please. Thank you. Exactly. But uh, like the suicide booth in Futurama. <laughs> yeah. You are now dead. Thank you for using Stop and Drop. 
America's favorite suicide booth since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I forgot about the suicide booth. <laughs> well, awesome. So, um, what can you tell us about the uh, your your new novel, your newish novel? What was your? Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the only thing I can say is it's it's a similar story that is just completely rewritten. And uh, my hopes is that everything I've learned and everything I've garnered and gotten better at will be reflected upon this uh, new novel. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm sure every author goes through it. But, yeah, I, I finally read The Secret of the Green and Null, like after a couple months of it being out. And uh, I was so almost embarrassed by it. I, you know, there were so many things that I wish I could change. And I, I, I was, yeah, like I said, embarrassed about it. And yeah. um, you know, that, that, that means two things. That means that, A, you know, it wasn't as good as I thought. And B, that just means I've gotten that much better. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, so I'm very, very excited for y'all to read the newest one because I think it will be that much better. Plus, you know, after having several meetings with this publishing house, they've kind of told me what works, what didn't work, how to, you know, make uh, some scenes a little sharper. You know, some stuff that I could just straight up uh, get rid of to make the story flow a bit better. You know, it's just very, very nice having a mentor kind of guiding me through the whole process instead of me just kind of throwing my brain at it by myself. And how have you, uh, how was the rewrite process for you? Uh, a lot easier than you would think since I already knew all the characters. I, I could, you know, with the flip of the switch, I could, you know, dip in and become one of the characters very easily. So I, I thought, uh, that was quite interesting. Very cool. And when, um, I know, uh, it was supposed to be out tomorrow when is it or today right yeah. when when is it been uh, when's it gonna be release march 31st so it's supposed to be out last or you know two days ago oh, yeah that's right they're saying yeah, they're saying before april's over okay. uh, it should be out um so you know that that's what i'm hoping for and and that's you know the whole debate on whether you should self-publish or traditional publish you know there's a bunch of pros and cons of each but definitely one of the cons for getting traditionally published is i've read about this everywhere that it does things do tend to take a little bit longer. It's not just me working on it. I have a whole yeah. team of people and everybody's parts have to match up and everyone's got to prove with each other before we can take the next step. So, you know, unfortunately that that's the case, but I'm, I'm hoping that the extra time will uh, reflect good uh, within my book. I, if anybody asks, just tell them it was on the boat in, in the Suez Canal. I, I, well, I don't get that. That is a... <laughs> Oof, that is that's a dated reference. People will hear about? that later and they'll be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> no, they'll they'll instantly be like, "I got to go Google this. What happened in the Suez Canal in uh, on April second in 2021?" Wait, wait. Are you going to tell me, or are you going to make me look it up? <laughs> There's a giant cargo ship that got stuck last week in the Suez Canal. And I don't know if they've got oh, it really? free yet. Um, I think it, they did. Did I, they? I, I mean, maybe I'm, I, I haven't been following it very well, but I thought I saw something random. like some. That's right. Yeah, exactly. My book's just stuck on there. And whenever they get unstuck, we'll be, we'll be good to go. Yeah, man. So there you go. Well, cool. And um, the last time we talked, you said you've gotten two other books done? Can you... Yeah. So I'd gotten one other book done about halfway through a third one. So I don't even know. You know, when people ask how many books I've written, the Secret of the Green and Knoll and Non-Elected Murders, that one or two. I don't, I don't really, I don't really know. But um, 
anyway, so, you know, if you include non-elected murder, I've written, you know, non-elected murders done. Uh, the next one, Beneath the Sand, done. And then a third one, Superb, is done. And I'm about a third of the way through another one. And none of these are connected, correct? None of these are connected, no. Gotcha. But are, the, I, you know, you are you know, ever going to do a connected? Yes, uh, absolutely. I really want to. My goal and my plan is I want to kind of get four, you know, three to five books out there and see which one's the most popular and, and then, then make the sequel based off that. Because I would hate to make a sequel off a book that's not even out yet. And then when it comes out, it's terrible. Then, you know, yeah. who's going to buy the sequel if the original is terrible? So that, it's kind of a balancing act and a, and a waiting act. And I'm just kind of waiting to see, you know, which one is the hottest. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll be whichever one's the most recent will probably be the best one. Yeah, probably. Cause it's just, it's, it's the most refined your arts crafts, the most refined at that. It, exactly. It's really cool to see like, uh, every time I finish a book, I'll, I'll start the next one. I'll finish it. Right. And then I'll go back and read the one that I just written. And I'm like, Oh my God, how could I even approve this? Then I'll go back and, you know, rewrite some scenes and all that and make it a little bit sharper. But it really like the more, whether it's writing or sports or, or whatever, it really is, uh, nice to see, you know, your effort being turned into progress. And, and that's something I can appreciate. Yeah. And I mean, look, you know, it, you know, as bad as you felt the first one was, it was good enough to get you a publisher. I mean, you it, know, it, it exactly. got your foot in the door. So it, it got my foot in the door and, you know, every author's or every, you know, wh whatever realm you're in, you got to start somewhere. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And I, I didn't think it wasn't terrible for a first book. It was, it was decent, but, um, yeah, I'm just really hoping that these next ones are going to be that much better. And I, I think they will be very cool. Very cool. Perfect. Billy, yeah. Billy, you got any questions on, on the writing publication process? Oh, you're just going to put me on the spot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you're a, you're an aspiring writer too. You have a, you have your own short story coming out. I do. Uh, June eighteenth, by the way, I do have. That's the oh, the we date. can officially Please, announce uh, that. Send me, it, it send me a link so I can purchase it. Oh, I will. It's uh, as soon as I have a link, I'm sure it's around somewhere. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is the terrible job that I'm doing. Uh, yeah, it's an anthology, a criminal, a crime anthology called Moonlight and Misadventure, and yeah, I have a story in it, and I'm very excited about it. It. Uh, I, it's funny. You, it's a collection of short stories. Uh, it's it's funny you talking about the uh, the way that having somebody there to help you, like just look over and like give you notes and help you go back. It's so funny the things that you miss or the things that you don't realize can make a story or something that you've written even better. Uh, it, it 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 feels great to have that help and also. Uh, it's a huge weight off your shoulders because instead of looking at something by yourself, you're like, Oh, okay. Uh, this, no, you I, see I this too. <laughs> it is a huge, it is a huge weight off the shoulders, but there've been times where I put probably like a hundred hours into something only for a buddy of mine. Be like, yeah, it's pretty trash. You need to do something different. It's like, Oh my God, it's just stabbing the heart right there. But you know, you got to hear that. And you got to know that. Cause I'd rather hear that now from him instead of from thousands of people down the road. Ah, right. you see, I have a trick to this. You have to hate everything that you do more than anyone else can. Then they can't hurt you. Like, oh, you think it's bad? I think it's horrendous. Well, uh, well see, I, I'm trying to go for the passion <laughs> approach, right? You know, I, 
yeah, I wouldn't be passionate about it. So I'm just I, kidding. I, I, I there, <laughs> in, in, in seriousness, I, that is like a hard line to walk because I'm going through. I finished the. I don't know if you remember the last time you were on. I was in the middle of working on the draft for my first novel, uh, and I'm done with that now. And I'm working through it little by little to you know fix some. Uh, errors with the story add things in that make it flow a little bit better take some stuff out uh and it is it it, it is one of those things where like i have to convince myself sometimes to keep doing because there are points where you're like oh you know i like this and then there's a lot of other parts where you're like oh god why did i do this i spent hours on this i spent months well, doing this and this was what i, I got I, out of I it i think that every day <laughs> no I'm, I'm just messing but um do you have a do you have an editor not yet no uh, I'm trying okay. to get through this. Once I get through it one, maybe even two times, uh, I'm trying not to rush through it because, you know, I'm like, I got all these short stories, too, that I really want to get out there. So I'm trying to concentrate on getting those out there and publish somewhere probably this year and then starting next year when I have a, a couple of good drafts in. When I've gone through it a couple of times, I'm like, OK, this is some at, at the very least, this is a bare bones good impression of what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. Uh, how how uh, how many short stories do you think there will be in total? Uh, that I've written or that I've published or that I'll publish? The ones so you, he's oh, just so part of an anthology. He's one of the writers I that's see, gonna I be see. featured okay. in the Oh yeah. Okay. It's not a book I, I of his short stories. <laughs> Can you give us any uh insight on what your particular short story is about? Uh <laughs> not really. I'm not but it's funny because it's like I don't, it, it, there's like certain things I know I'm not supposed to talk about and I I never remember that kind of stuff so I'm like okay well the, the best thing to do is don't talk about Just, it at all yeah. <laughs> you don't want uh, to Tom Holland it's called, it is called the promotion I'll say that it's and it's a story that I wrote when I was an undergrad uh, that I wrote for a fiction writing class actually is one of the older stories that I've written that I've had for a few years that I've you know, one of those things that I've gone back and redone over and over again, and it finally got to a point where I was like, "This is not terrible. I think this is right. there's something here." What's the? Uh, I'm, I don't know. This doesn't matter at all. I'm always just curious. What's the word count on it? Uh, I don't actually don't remember. It's not a particularly long story. Um, maybe five thousand. Maybe nice. I don't. It may not even be that long. Honestly, it's a okay. fairly short one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't want to take up too excited. much of people's time. <laughs> yeah. he, he wants to get in, get out, leave on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. We got everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, that, 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 hey, that, that's 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 awesome. Please if I stick yeah, around for too long, know. they'll realize. Oh, he doesn't really know what he's doing. Uh, that's great. That's funny. Um. Well, yeah, I'm at that. I'm at the stage now with that with my comic book that uh, I finally. Uh, uh, well, I was finished, and then I gave it to two of my readers, and now I'm adding a new chapter and making some uh, tweaks to existing chapters. And what's your plan with this comic once you finish it? Oh, uh, probably to self-publish it. My friend, you know, he's drawing it, he's inking it. And he's coloring it, and so um, uh, we'll probably turn it in. We'll either do a digital. We'll probably do a digital where you can, you know, go online and look at it. um, Right. And then uh, self-publish our own um, graphic novel version of it. But, you know, 
that'll be a bridge we we look at when we're closer to it. He's just finishing up chapter two uh, now, and there's um, ten chapters, an epilogue, and an interlude, and so. So you, you got some time on it. Yeah, we still got some time on it. Yep. Have you ever thought about getting Daniel to uh, sketch anything for you? Uh, yeah, we've talked about it. Um, yeah, right now Eric's doing all of the all of the stuff for it. Um, just kind of where we're at with it. Because I've I've always I don't I don't know why maybe this is weird but I've recently had had this like urge to do like a children's book or like a picture book. Um, so I think it'd be like a nice, it'd be, I don't know, it'd be like a pleasant change, I guess, uh, from going from like super serious 80 to a hundred thousand word novels to something playful, light and funny. That's 20 pages with illustrations. Um, I've always kind of wanted to give that a try. I just literally have no idea like where I'd even start or how to draw or how to draw. Well, that, that's why I brought Daniel. Like if I, if this actually came to fruition, he's the only person who I'd know that could, you know, draw the things I'd want. I got you. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, you just, uh, I probably just come up with whatever you want to write a children's story about. Write, write it, and then that will be, you know, this where you figure out what kind of art you want to go with it. No, I, I agree. I just like you said, I need to come up with a story first. I, I have no ideas. What about what about a story about Jake and his pet snake? <laughs> I think that'd creep on. I think that'd be scarier than the book I just wrote. <laughs> it is uh, nice to have like all these options available, though, and to have this idea of like you could write a a children's novel or a children's book, and later on down the line, find somebody that would want to do the illustrations for it and find some way to go about it. This really like is the best time to do anything creative. Like you know, if you want to write a book, make a movie, you can pretty much do whatever you want to do and get it out there somehow. I mean, whether or not you'll get the audience you want, I mean, yeah, that's kind of difficult, but I mean, that's probably difficult no matter what anyway. Um, But yeah, I mean, just especially with like writing, uh, like indie uh, indie writing right now is just fantastic. Uh, I've been reading uh, quite a bit of indie horror this year and there's just some fantastic stuff out there that, you just wouldn't get from a traditional publisher. That's cool. uh, so it's just... traditional publishers, while they are, you know, great and in their own way, they are safe. Um, where anything indie or any, anything that is iffy, they're not going to they're not going to go for. Which you, you know, I, I get it. It's the business model. They're only going to produce and release stuff that they know is going to sell. So they're not going to give all these indie authors the time of day, which makes them unique in their own way. But and that's understandable with how the you know the publishing business is oh, these days. It's not like people, I mean, yeah, people, I, I don't think that, uh, book publishing is, is in bad a way as people like to think that it is, uh, cause you know, people apparently still like to really buy books, but, uh, it is definitely not, I'm sure not on that boom that it would have been a few decades ago, or even a couple of decades ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it on this podcast last time where we talked about how Amazon even became Amazon? Uh, no, I mean, I know they started in their garage doing, um, uh, yeah, I knew it started out of its garage with the ship and stuff. And then, well, cause they're, they're first. So if you, I watched a, uh, interview with Jeff Bezos 
And he said, like, the first thing he started doing to create Amazon was selling books. And he, an online bookstore was like Amazon's uh, primary goal when they first started. And then all of a sudden, you know, he saw a market for, you know, not just books, but everything. And that's how Amazon became Amazon today. But he was saying that he was big into books and that's, that was his uh, starting out goals. He wanted to be an online bookstore. Yeah. I do. I do vaguely remember that it was books now. Yeah. Which is weird because I didn't think Jeff Bezos had a soul. Boom. Roasted. Well, I guess he does. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad. Obviously, I mean, we thought, I mean, we weren't. It's very possible that he only had one then, and now, who knows? Maybe, yeah. I'm sure he's a nice father. I I have no idea. There's a, there's a, he's listening. Mr. Bezos, I'm sure you're a great guy. (laughs) There's an Amazon drone going outside your window right now. Oh, I know. My my blinds, I just, there's a red dot on Jake from an Amazon drone. (laughs) I cl- I closed my blinds just in case. Oh man, you you don't want people to see you podcasting from your living room? No, I don't want Jeff. Be- <laughs> I think Jeff Bezos just heard what I said. He's- Probably. Do you have an you have a, a, an Amazon app near yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, just like every other person in the yeah, system. Yeah, hundred percent. He heard you. <laughs> Personally, I do not endorse this hatred of Amazon or Jeff Bezos. No, I Jedi not, poet I, speaking I for Amazon the record. Published author. I, I, I depend on Amazon right now. So. Oh man! Well, oh, I'm gonna no. have to start. I'm gonna have to start bleeping a lot of this out. Uh oh! <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I can't. Um, I can't. No. Um. Do you want to hear a, a crazy story that happened to me a couple weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. We're so always is, down for crazy stories. So yeah, this is uh. Honestly, I've abs- I've never heard of this before. So my roommate has a cat, right? And uh, this cat's great, you know, great cat, whatever. But uh, my roommate, his name's Matt. He bought um, lilies, the flower, for his girlfriend for her birthday or whatever. So you know, bought the flowers, put them in a vase, and you know, left them her house. Uh, we come back home, you know, a few hours later, and, and the cat got into the flowers, and she had a bunch of pollen all over her. And so we were trying to like wipe it off. I was having a hard time getting all the pollen out. And so we, uh, you know, researched, you know, best way to get pollen out of a cat. And all of a sudden, all these articles came up saying that lily flowers and the pollen of lilies is like insanely toxic and poisonous to cats. And that if not treated, they would die within like 24 hours of kidney failure. And we're like, oh, my God, is this accurate? Like, what is going on? So we call poison control and they confirm we had to rush this cat to the, you know, uh, vet ER where she had to be hooked up to fluids for four days straight, pumping all the poison out. So it's just one of those things where, you know, you've heard, you know, don't feed your dog chocolate. Well, also, you know, don't have lily flowers if you have a cat in the house. Uh, I have two cats and I knew exactly where this was going. When you said lilies and cows, like, oh, God. I don't, like, this could go dark very quickly. I've never... Literally, we got so lucky that, you know, the cat got in the flowers. 20 minutes later, we called poison control, and an hour later, we're already in the vet. So we caught it in enough time where the cat's perfectly fine, already back. You know, life is normal again. Cat's but, like, what's the deal? What, what's the big deal, you guys? Just some flowers. No, I, I, I literally the same thing. And uh, my dad has two cats back in Alabama. So after, after that, I called him and told him he said he's had lilies in his house for 10 years and thankfully the cats never got into it but he he went ahead and tossed them out just in case 
That's but, crazy. Yeah, I, I got, you literally learn something new every week, and that's kind of like my fact of the week. Well, yeah, we probably that's... just said save cat lives today. Oh, I've been – I went on Facebook and joined a cat group that had like 100,000 members in it and made a post about it. It was great. <laughs> oh, man. I like 100,000 no- members seems like a, a low number for a cat group. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Well, so I actually I uh, joined two groups. One was 100,000. One was like a little over a million. Uh, my post got approved for the 1,001, but for the million, my, my post didn't go through, unfortunately, which I thought was kind of BS. Like, I'm out there being a cat advocate trying to save lives, and they're not going to block my post. Like, fuck you. Sorry. Probably, they probably already got, like, a fuck, a, a fat cue where it's all like, <laughs> what about cats v. lilies? No! Oh, yeah. No, it was great. I, I got on Instagram this morning. My friend posted a picture of her cat next to like a vase of flowers. I immediately called her. I was like, what kind of fucking flowers? Those got to come out of the house. Like, oh, my God. She's like, oh, chill. They're daisies. We're fine. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> You're like, get that cat away from that flower. What is that? It's like, it's a Christmas tree. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I... I'm on it right now. I feel like I should be like some sort of politician or something. Yeah, you got you, you got cat lily PTSD. I I, I I absolutely do. Nate, do you have any pets? I uh, yeah. My, well, my mom has a dog, and the dog doesn't like me, mostly because I think it's terrified of me because of past abuse. Um, oh, from so, someone else, I assume. From someone else, yeah, not from me. Yeah. Yes, um, but right. my mom is going out of town. And the dog is going to be left with me alone. And I don't know if it knows what it's in for. Just being that's alone so, with me. That's so interesting that your pet experience is so different from mine. In about a month, so my uh, dad and uh, stepmom are doing like a lengthy vacation. Mm-hmm. And so they need someone to come house and pet sit for them for a few days. So I uh, took up the role and I'm, I'm going to go back mid-May and, and take care of that. But I am... You have no, I'm like more excited to see my pets than to see my dad as, as shitty as that funny. sounds. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I, uh, I had a dog. He was the best dog I've ever had. Um, I just, I had a cat, but it was too hard. It was real sick. It just didn't do well in my house. Yeah. Um, so I had to, I had to take her back to the, uh, take him back to the vet. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm a pet person. I just don't have a lot of pets. Right, I feel you. I feel you. They, they, they soak up your money. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, any it, it's a good business strategy, but people will literally pay everything they have for their pet. Oh yeah, for sure. How many pets you got? I mean, me myself and I, I don't have any pets. I'm waiting till I own a home until I start getting some pets. But uh, back home in Alabama, I have uh, two cats and a dog. No. And I will say this, my, uh, no reptiles. Yeah, so no snakes or lizards anymore. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? No, nah, yeah. I was just checking to see it. Cause I knew you as a child that you had, uh, reptiles and such. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I haven't. Yeah. Ever since I uh, came to college and graduated, I, I haven't had any of those, but, um, what, I think... will say this, my, uh, the name of one of my cats might be the all time best pet name. I mean, I mean, that's a, that's a bold claim, sir, but... It's got at least top five. You ready for it? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, if you're to, to, prepared to, to be let to, down by my reaction, yes. No, uh, we'll see. All right, we'll see. So it's a female cat. Her okay. name is Kitty Purry. This is where I'll be inserting the crickets noise. Oh my god! I was you really Kitty Purry. Katie, Katie I Perry, was really. Katie I was hoping you were going to say like the most basic cat name. Like, all right, everybody, get ready for this. <laughs> Buttons. Uh, you know, so the other cat's Samantha. So that's kind of funny. But uh, Billy, yeah. what's your take on the name? Because I feel like this is a name that you could get behind. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, you know, she whatever. All whatever. of my pets always have like people names. Like they never like my cats are Quincy and Meredith. Like they're not, you know. <laughs> the one exception I didn't even name. There was a cat that we adopted, my roommate and I, years ago. Uh because a friend of ours was moving out of country and needed to get rid of a cat. So we took a couple of We took his cats and he had two of them. Uh, and I can't remember what the original name was, which is so sad. Like, I know he's like, this, this cat had a name. You got to just go change this cat's name, but we couldn't help ourselves. Cause a friend came over one time. and was like, what's that cat's name? And we told him, and he was like, ah, that doesn't sound right. Not for that uh. cat. So like we were hanging out for a little while and then the cat came up again and he was like, Judge Fudge. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, God. yep. And it was like, that cat was Judge Fudge from then on. And I grew to love Judge Fudge. And what really was like, bummed me out. This is the most sad thing. Uh, one day, Judge Fudge was like, really like lethargic and just laying around. And I was like, hey, I think I should I'm, I'm take Judge Fudge to get looked at. And uh, Judge Fudge passed away when I, I, I took her to the vet. It was it really, I was really sad about it. What like on the way to the vet? Uh, almost about the time that I got there, uh, I oh walked in and I was like, "Hey, my cat has been just like sitting around, not really doing anything." And uh, the lady behind the desk was like, "Okay, well, just fill this out and sit down." And while she's telling me this, uh, Fudge just throws up everywhere, and she's like, "Okay, no, he needs to. We need to get her back here now." And uh, yeah, so that happened, and then a few minutes later, they came back and were like, "I'm sorry." Oh my god! Yeah, that and uh, thankfully, I don't want to say thankfully is like we didn't have the cat for like a real long time, uh, which I guess is like for the best because it would have been difficult, you know, to have that kind of connection. But I was still really sad about it. Uh, now I've had these cats that I have now for one for five years, one for six years. So I don't know what I'm going to do when that day inevitably comes. Oh, that's going to be a hard um, day. Oh god! What? Yes. Uh, oh, oh, the day where they pass away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you're. I thought you're saying you're about to move and you had to get rid of them or something. I was like, oh my god. Oh no, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not going to say like I begrudge anybody that does do that because I don't know anybody's situation. But every now and then yeah. I do see things online on like Facebook or something where somebody's like, I'm moving. I gotta get rid of this cat. I'm like, seriously, you can. You gotta. You can't take it with you. Um, because I just can't uh, see a scenario where I'm like, I gotta get rid of the cats. And yeah. see, I, and that's exactly why I'm playing. Like, you don't, I want pets so badly, and I'm just being patient about it until I own a place and, you know, I have a place I can call my own where I know I'm gonna be there for a while. And yeah, that's, I, but man, I wish I could get pets right now, but I'm waiting so I can have, give them the perfect life. Um, well, I, I was gonna ask, are we, do you think you'll ever get uh, like a snake or any kind of reptile again? Uh, didn't you have like a bearded dragon or some? Or yeah, no, I had a bearded dragon that lived yeah. like you know, at least twelve years. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then I had uh, two gardener snakes as well. But I, I, I mean, I've had a pet snake since probably like seventh grade. So mm. it's been a, it's a long time. And then Liz, the uh, bearded dragon, passed away probably about five, six years ago. Yeah. So it's been it's been a minute since I've had a reptile. This uh, this guy uh, I watch on YouTube, um, he just lost. He had he has all kinds of different um, uh, pets, and he just lost his uh, uh, frog, bullfrog. It was like fifteen years old. Jesus, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy old. Was it big too, like a big yeah, bullfrog? It was, yeah, it was a big bullfrog too, because he took good care of it and. He had a pretty big, uh, he's like, I watched this guy because he makes like um, terrariums and paludariums and aquariums. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and so uh, I just find like watching his videos fascinating. And uh, he, it would, he had just moved to a new place and he'd been slowly like building out his whole, his, all his stuff. And he had just built is uh the the frog like a new habitat and then oh like God. two or three months later he passed away that is terrible yeah he knew he kind of knew that you know that this was going to be his last habitat that um because uh because of his age he was he was well past like the like the normal age for a frog for a bullfrog were they like buddies oh yeah he's like he's probably i don't know he's maybe if he's 30 i'd be shocked and he's had him for 15 years. So he's had him since he was like preteen, teenage kid. Half his life, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he was uh, certainly bummed about it. Wow. But now he's got these two weird, um, I can't remember the name of them, but they look like they're thin like pancakes, but they're also like covered. They look like leaves, so like. When uh, they're like laying down, they hide amongst because he puts a lot of leaf litter in his like um, aquariums and paludariums and stuff. Right, and, right. And so uh, um, they hide underneath them, but they're the flattest frog you've ever seen. Uh huh. Interesting. I, yeah. That's I've I've never been a you know a frog guy or anything, but it's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, I really just like it for the. For the like terrariums and paludariums he makes, um, I yeah, I have a buddy who's big into making aquariums, and he has three in his house, and it's cool to just go over there and look at it. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts watching. That. I wish that I had the wherewithal to do that, but I do not. What's crazy is you know he'll build the tank, he'll go buy fish, and then all of a sudden he'll start seeing like species that he didn't buy somehow start coming up in the tank six months later. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, like, like not fish necessarily but like uh you know like a shrimp or you know maybe a tiny little crab or something yeah they must have been inside or something exactly i think that's kind of cool yeah anyways well um this has been about an hour absolutely a little little bit more than an hour yeah yeah and Uh, i'll be be honest (laughs) with you guys i we're gonna go out on the uh on the well i guess we weren't quite going out on the pets that didn't make it but <laughs> it's pretty oh, no. like, I, was thinking, I was like we're coming up on the end of the show we're really gonna go <laughs> it's even worse because i'm so hungry i'm about to go eat a dead pet <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a dead pet i don't think 
I think I'm gonna have some fish sticks. I don't think fish sticks are anybody's pets. No, I, I don't, uh, I, it depends on the fish. Maybe, I'm about yeah, to go eat me some a pair of Nemos. <laughs> you go to somebody's house, they have a tank, and there's just like some sticks in there going around. Like, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize they can't. Oh, no. Oh, no. A fish tank full of fish sticks. Just fish. Just acting like fish. Oh, man. oh my God. That is, that is foul. That's fantastic. I thought you were going to go a totally different direction. And be like, you go over to somebody's house and they have a fish tank. And be like, hey, you guys want fish for dinner? And you're like, sure. And they're like, all right, pick one. And you have to choose what fish you're going to eat from their fish tank. That actually would be a cool restaurant, though. Oh, man. I, not, I mean, that's not that out of the question, though. Because, you know, people do that with lobster, right? Where, like, you pick no. the one you want out of the tank. Right. Which right. I think it's kind of weird. I don't think I could do that. I So, I... Uh, you know, fun fact before I let y'all go, I, uh, I've done that before. I went to the beach in Florida. I was uh, a guest with this other, you know, family friend of mine and they took us to this restaurant on the water and they had one of those, you know, claw games with the, uh, you know, a bunch of lobsters at the bottom and you paid 10 bucks. And the whole thing was, it was a scam because you pay 10 bucks for, you know, one, uh, claw game, which is, you know, 10 bucks per pop. That's a lot. That's a lot. And the whole thing is like, no one ever caught a lobster there. Like ever. And then I come in there first time, drop it, grab a lobster, and like the whole place went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It was great. That was awesome. All right. Well, I'm Poet. I'm Billy. And I'm Jake. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me once again. And uh, I will let let y'all know as soon as the book comes out, and we'll go from there. Yep. Make sure you look for it. Not elective murder by your by Jake Schubert. Available. Everyone soon-ish. will just assume you made a mistake. Good night. Good night. Thank you. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Bowen and Billy podcast extravaganza. Uh, um, unelected murder, right? Non-elective yes, murder. No, what is it? Unelective not, murder? Yeah, not, no, not non-elective murder. Yeah, non-elective murder. I'll edit all that terrible shit out.